Hello, it is Johnny, your host from Johnny's Book Reviews, a site to help inspire you guys to go read, so go read. Happy Halloween, and because it's Halloween, I wanted to give you guys a kind of spooky, kind of true crime episode today. So here it goes. Uh, today I'm reviewing The American Predator, the hunt for the most meticulous serial killer of the 21st century by Maureen Callahan. Now, I'm going to be discussing what I liked about the book, what I didn't like about the book, and a lesson that I got from the writing that Maureen Callahan did in this book. It's an unbelievable book. If you like true crime, I would definitely recommend this book. Do you like animals, specifically sea turtles, penguins, sharks? I say this because I wanted to find an organization that provides awareness over these animals, something that catches your eye, like a bracelet. And I couldn't find an organization until I came across myfahll.com, myfollow.com, and they have great bracelets to choose from, specifically on animals that are on the endangered species list. So they have a sea turtle bracelet, penguin bracelet, shark bracelet, elephant bracelet, polar bear bracelet orca bracelet and now they just dropped the lion bracelet now these are great bracelets to help educate people on wildlife and excite them about the conversation for these particular animals so my follow partners with nonprofit organizations specifically like the save the elephants polar bear international etc and provide real animals to track it's pretty cool i have the sea turtle bracelet the shark bracelet and elephant bracelet and they came with a card to track those specific animals and i can see where my turtle is in the ocean as well as where my shark is and then also my elephant it is pretty cool and i i love that so Go to myfellow.com. It's myfahlo.com. Order some awesome bracelets. And then when you're about to check out, use my coupon code Johnny, J O H N N Y Y I M 20 to save 15% off your order. Again, the coupon code is J O H N N Y Y I M 20 to save 15%. I do get commission if you use my coupon code, but the most important thing is making more people aware of these endangered animals. So go to myfile.com, order some awesome bracelets. I mean, I have the pink shark bracelet, the white elephant bracelet, and then also a green sea turtle bracelet. They are fire, and I'm going to probably get the lion bracelet. So get yours, use my coupon code, save 15%, and provide awareness of these endangered animals. So first off, who is Ma Maureen Callahan? And this is from MaureenCallahan.net. This is what she has to say. So this is an about me page, but this is what it says. Maureen Callahan is an award-winning investigative journalist, author, columnist, and commentator. She has covered everything from pop culture to politics. Her writing has appeared in Vanity Fair, New York Spin, and the New York Post, where she's a critic at large. She lives in New York. So she knows how to write a story, and she has written a numerous amount of articles and newspaper articles 
She's written a numerous amount of articles online in the New York Post, Vanity Fair, New York Spin, and that writing has really helped her really produce a solid fucking book. All right, what is this book about? And this is kind of an excerpt or information about the book from Amazon.com. So this is what it says. Ted Bundy, John Wayne Gacy, Jeffrey Dahmer, the names of notorious serial killers are usually well known. They echo in the news and in public consciousness, but most people have never heard of Israel Keys, one of the most ambitious and terrifying serial killers in modern history. The FBI considered his behavior unprecedented, described by a prosecutor as a force of pure evil. Keyes was a predator who struck all of the United States, including Maine, by the way. He buried kill kits, cash weapons, and body disposal tools in remote locations across the country. Over the course of 14 years, Keyes would fly to a city, rent a car, and drive thousands of miles in order to use his kits. He would break into a stranger's house, abduct his victims in broad daylight, and kill and dispose of them in mere hours. And then he would return home to Alaska, resuming life as a quiet, reliable construction worker devoted to his only daughter. When journalist Maureen Callahan first heard about Israel Keys in 2012, she was captivated by how a killer of this magnitude could go undetected by law enforcement for over a decade. And so began a project that consumed her for the next several years, uncovering this true story behind how how the FBI ultimately caught Israel Keys and trying to understand what it means for a killer like Keys to exist. A killer who left a path of monstrous, randomly committed crimes in his wake, many of which remain unsolved to this day. American Predator is the ambitious culmination of years of interviews with key figures in law enforcement and in Key's life and research uncovered from classified FBI files. Callahan takes us on a journey into the chilling, nightmarish mind of a relentless killer into the limitations of traditional law enforcement. So that's again from the Amazon.com, a little excerpt from Amazon.com about the book. Guys, this is a crazy book. So I, I discovered this book in 2021. I, I kind of read the description about it. I was like, okay, let's just start reading it. And I was like, whoa, what is going on here? The first couple pages, you kind of get the story in the background of a young teenager, young adult who is at a cafe kiosk in Alaska. And so what happens is you figure out and kind of discover, you know, you get information about her and then you discover that she's missing, like missing person report. And you get into the investigation and the perspective of the investigation for the entire book and trying to figure out, okay, did she survive or not? And then that that big part like this that like that one murder case actually helped FBI find out who Israel Keys was and then he they found out that he killed multiple people. He did commit suicide 
Maureen Callahan starts out the book by talking about a young adult in the middle of night. She it was there to kind of help out. It was like kind of similar to a toll booth, and it kind of worked that way in Alaska. But here's the thing. We discover that she's missing. Throughout the entire book, we try to figure out, okay, what really happened to her? And then we kind of get some clues on who might have taken this lady. And then all of a sudden, the FBI kind of figures out by a mistake that Israel Keys did that Israel Keys actually or took the the lady. And we're trying to figure out, okay, did he he kill her? Where's the body? Where is he hiding her? Etc. And that's like the ultimate questions that we get throughout the entire book. Unbelievable. It was a kind of a crazy way to start the book because this is actually the the case that made the FBI learn that Israel Keys has been doing this for the last 10 years. So he did a lot of he was like kind of messing up and did a lot of mistakes during this case. And it put a lot of red flags to the FBI and the police investigators in Alaska. And then they figured out like who this this person was. So we don't really know how many people he killed, but I'm assuming probably upwards to 30, probably 50, maybe even more than that. But we don't really know. Uh, he he has been on the run, basically killing people again, like I said, for over a decade, which is unbelievable. All right. This is my review. Maureen Callahan wrote this book very well. I was sucked into the beginning or the book right from the beginning, and she was able to maintain my attention for the entire book. Actually, I really wanted to keep on reading it, but she uh, ended it really well, and I really enjoyed that book. It really provided a great investigative journalist perspective and writing style, and I really fucking loved that. Her writing set up uh, and her details made it seem like I was in Alaska with the police trying to find what happened to Samantha. Did she survive? And Samantha, again, is the uh, girl who was at that little kiosk, kind of like the toll booth who disappeared in the beginning of the book. Now, the focus of the book is not to glorify who Israel Keys is, but to let people know who he was. This way, it can help the FBI figure out more about Israel Keys because honestly, they're still trying to figure out who he was. He has kill kits all across the United States, and they're still trying to figure out and piece together who this killer was and how many other people he killed. As of right now, there's no been no luck. The FBI has produced a blog to provide a public announcement to see if anybody came across Keys or if they found any of his kill kits that he stashed away in multiple states. Now, this is a crazy book. In 2010, Israel Keys went to Maine. He went to a very isolated town called Smimma, and it makes me feel weird that it was so close, that I was so close to a serial killer and did not even know it. He, if he stopped and tops him, he could have walked by me. What if he did? To be honest with you, you pass Thompson while going to this small town. And I'm wondering if he did stop potentially in Thompson or even Brunswick or even maybe in Augusta. And what if I passed him on the street or even passed him at a grocery store? That's fucking crazy. And then it kind of makes you wonder, like, when you walk by people, what if they're a serial killer? It Unbelievable, but I, I really don't want to think about that. Uh, but it kind of made me 
have that train of thought uh, when I heard that he went to Maine in 2010. So I would read this book if you really like true crime books and interested in who the serial killer is. Uh, it's it's really fucking crazy. You know, what also makes it a little crazy is the aspect behind his daughter. So at the end of the book, you kind of figure out and kind of see uh, kind of the mistakes that Yozo Keys was doing. But also it kind of makes you wonder with the daughter, if the daughter kind of knew what was going on. Because the daughter kind of was witness to a lot of these killings. And you'll kind of figure that out at the end of the book. But I'm like wondering myself, like, if she remembers it, would she be able to testify or even explain who she, he killed or how he killed people? Because he, she was actually always around his shed that he would uh, kill these people in. I feel like she must have known or must have seen something with Israel kill, Keys killing someone. And that just makes me kind of like, what? That's kind of crazy to me. And it kind of goes with the aspect with uh, Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy's wife kind of figured out that something was going on wrong with this person that she loves. And she has a book actually written about Ted Bundy. And I kind of want to read it. It's crazy to think that Ted Bundy didn't kill her, but he was killing all these other people. And she talks about how Ted Bundy was very forceful with sex and you know he would just have odd hours go all different places and she figured actually that Ted Bundy was actually uh, the killer that the police was trying to arrest and so she put an anonymous call out saying hey uh, I believe the person that you guys are seeking is Ted Bundy and then they kind of arrested him and then they figured out oh my god it is Ted Bundy which is kind of crazy and then that kind of like relates to the fact with the daughter with Elzo Keys I'm just kind of wondering like if she was wondering anything or if she figured out like this guy is crazy this guy's a serial killer what's going on here but, of course, we wouldn't really know because she was very young. So I'm not really sure if she remembered anything. What did I like? Number one, Maureen Callahan wrote this book really well. I mean, she's an investigative journalist. She writes a lot of articles with the uh, New York Post. And she wrote it like a long 200-plus page uh, news article. And it was really fucking good. Uh, and I really liked it. It like, brought my attention in. She knows how to captivate and write a story. And that's what I, I think a lot of nonfiction writers don't do really well. Is that they don't write a story. They don't write and captivate you right off the bat. And carry your attention throughout the entire book. That's what you got to do. Not only in fiction, not only in other genres as well, but I think the biggest category that is really lacking in storytelling is nonfiction books. It has to happen. You have to have a powerful story that brings the reader in and then carries their attention throughout the entire book. And some people that, and authors that have done it really well, and some authors who have done it really well are 
James Patterson with his autobiography as well as ear nurses. And then also Jeanette McCurdy's new book, I'm Glad My Mom Died. And then also Ralph Macchio's book, which is Waxing On, that just came out. All three of those books have powerful stories. They're short and sweet, and they carry your attention throughout the entire book. Like, that's what you got to do. And it, it provides a shit ton of lessons in those chapters, in those stories, while also making you want to read more and more. Like, I could read a 900-page Ralph Macchio book, a 900-page James Patterson nonfiction book, or even a 900-page Janet McCurdy book, and still want more. That is the beauty of storytelling. And I think a lot of authors, nonfiction authors specifically, don't do it well. And it honestly makes me not want to read the book. One of the prime examples of a story that I thought could have done a lot better uh, if he provided a little bit better stories, if he provided more captivating stories, was uh, Matthew McConaughey's biography called Green Lights. I really didn't like it. He didn't provide a lot of good captivating stories. I really got bored within like the first couple chapters. I did finish the book, but it was like, what the fuck? I thought this was going to be good. It wasn't good at all. And so that's kind of what my, the idea is. Like You have to write a story that makes the reader and grabs your attention and then carries that attention throughout the entire book. Diving into different categories. So before that, I would read finance and business and self-help books. I read a lot of books specifically in those three categories. And then I started branching out more and more. So I started reading books in true crime and then uh, biography. And then it kind of just branched out even more to fiction, manga, young adult, kids fiction, etc. And then I'm like, what have I been missing? That's the big point is that, hey, uh, don't specifically read one genre read in multiple genres read different category books specifically like in fiction young adult graphic novels etc and that's what i really argue for you guys to do but for this specific one i i got into true crime and i really developed and loved and started loving true crime a lot more and and i started reading a lot more true crime books and I really started loving how uh, people write, wrote those stories, specifically on serial killers and their story. What's uh, the one thing I didn't like? To be honest with you, I loved everything in this book. I didn't have anything that I didn't like because Maureen Callahan actually wrote the book really fucking well. It captivated my attention and actually brought my uh, interest into true crime. And so it really focused and made me dial into categories that I and genres that I love. Biography, true crime, business, now fiction, romance mostly, and then mystery, and then uh, young adult. It's crazy the uh, genres that I'm branching into, and I have to give credit to where I work.
right? Many people are reading so many different things and they're selling off the charts. Colleen Hoover, Sarah J. Moss, Jenny Han, etc. And I'm like, okay, what's the big fuss? Now I got to read it. And now I'm branching into many multiple categories and it's kind of cool. And I'm also learning a lot of lessons and a lot of lessons from those books. It's also cool because I'm getting a lot of different perspectives, cultural, as well as, as well as gender wise, right? Majority of the books I've read this year are from women. And I think that's uh, really awesome and uh, cool to kind of see because women write a lot, I think different and better than men. I'll be honest with you. Any lessons in the book? I think the big one that, didn't come from the book was uh but it came from the writing that Maureen Callahan did and I kind of talk about this in the thing that I liked was how Maureen Callahan wrote the book storytelling brings you into a a real story and gives you all these interesting facts and figures over Israel Keys and the investigation etc but it doesn't feel overloaded because she puts those facts and figures into a good story plot line over 200 pages. And that's what you got to do. If you're going to do that in nonfiction, you have to provide a great story while also adding into these facts and figures that a lot of people want. And if you could do that really well, and Maureen Callahan did that, then the book becomes so much better and easier to remember, which is very important in nonfiction books. You got to do that. You have to have easy material to remember so that people can apply it easier to their life. Because nonfiction books, that's really what the main point is, you know, providing lessons for the people to use in their life and apply it to their life. And it's so much easier to do that if the author can write a captivating story and bring that reader in and actually uh, carry that reader's attention throughout the entire book. It's so much easier. And that's really what I would say with that lesson. The other thing I would say is about your reading habits. Okay. Uh, You might read just a specific genre like romance or nonfiction, like business or biographies. I want you to start reading everything. I mean, everything. Kids fiction, young adult, manga, graphic novels, right? And then go into business, true crime, American history, nature, science, etc. Go into all these different categories and genres because that's going to really hone in and help you figure out what topics and genres that you really like. Also, you might actually like that book and then read multiple other books. Read anything and everything. That's what I've learned the most at my job as a, at a bookstore is that you should read anything and everything that catches your attention. Like if a book is selling off the charts or if a book looks good, read it. And the biggest thing for me is I am a male, a heterosexual male who reads romance books. 
And whenever I say I read Colin Hoover, specifically to woman, uh, they're like, what? Yeah, I read Colin Hoover books. And, you know, no one forced me to do it. Oh, well, actually, Colin Hoover herself did. Uh, well, actually, her fans, the cohorts, made me force me to read her book. Because her book was selling off the charts. And once that happens... Like, you have to fucking realize that, like, that's fucking crazy. Most or majority of her books are several years old. For example, Ugly Love was written in 2014. It Ends With Us was written in 2016. And now she's a top seller. And majority of her books are number one, number two, number three in paperback fiction category. That's insane. That's unheard of for books that are written five, six years ago. That doesn't happen. Because of that, I was like, okay, I have to figure out why she's so popular, why she is selling off the charts. I read uh, Ends With Us first, and I finally understood why. And now my plan is to read majority of her books or all of her books by the end of the year. So we'll see how that goes. And of course, I'll review all of them on this podcast and then also my website at johnnysbookreviews.com. But that's what I do, you know, and and then I developed and started loving and really enjoying romance books. And then I started reading Nicholas Sparks and then uh, some other one or and then I started going into romance kick. And it's kind of crazy because... And I think that's the biggest thing is like men, specifically like heterosexual men, like the macho men, like you get the idea that, oh, that's not man enough. And I argue that you actually should read these books. They're not only good lessons that you can apply for uh, a male in in a relationship, but also you can learn a lot about writing. You can learn about uh, a lot more about storytelling. I honestly believe that women write a, a little bit better and a lot better than men, and they provide a little, um, a lot more like a, a better story than uh, what men can do. And I think that it has to kind of evolve around, you know, how they express their emotions. I think uh, women express their emotions a lot better than most men do, and I they definitely show that in the book. And uh, I honestly think, from what I've read this year alone, uh, women have have really written really good stories. And it just kind of helps me write a lot better for the books that I'm writing, which is uh, really helpful. All right, that is it for this episode over... American Predator by Maureen Callahan. Now, in this episode, I review this book, discuss what I liked and disliked about it, and then also any lessons that, basically the ones that I got from the writing, and then also about reading habits. And so, thank you guys so much for uh, listening to this podcast, and have a great Halloween. Uh, Stay safe out there, and I will talk to you guys later.